Welcome to the seven and a half floor of the Merton Plummer Building. As you'll now be spending your workday here, it is important that you learn a bit about the history of this famous floor. Welcome to Malkovich Malkovich Minute Minute, the daily podcast in which we get our minds out of the gutter long enough to discuss the film Being John Malkovich one minute at a time. I am your host, Austin Pryor, and joining me again today are the tank child and the ex-delivery boy, Haley and Katie. Oh, what? I loved it. I couldn't I couldn't hold my reaction. I just dropping the references. I love it. I want to make Tank Child ha- happen like fetch. So now it's technically happening. I know it, it's happened. S- sorry, has fetch happened? No. Fe- no. Fetch is never okay. going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, these were just things I heard you say on the podcast, and I had to look them up. Bless. So that I could, like, you know, credibly use them uh, on, <laughs> on my own podcast. Uh, so today, we deal with minute 23 of being John Malkovich. Minute 23 starts with Maxine ordering more of the same and ends one minute later with a disappointed Lottie greeting Craig as he comes home late. Okay, so how do we get on with minute 23? How you introduced it, I think, summarizes it best, that their date doesn't last longer than a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, she orders her drink, and he's already back home in the apartment mm-hmm. before the end of the minute, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's uh, there's not much screen time needed to express how well this date went. It's so good. I think this scene in the bar is one of my favorites. Uh, I'll have more of the same, please, Barry. And I'll have uh, light beers. I like you. I don't know what it is about you. I'm just my tits. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's your energy, your attitude. You know the way you carry yourself. You're not a. Are you? No, 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 I am really attracted no, to you. I, I really am really attracted to you. Christ, you are a f- Okay, well, we can share recipes if you like, darling. No, 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 wait, listen, listen. I love your tits. I love Good. Them. I want to fuck you. Great, now we're getting somewhere. Not a chance. <laughs> so tell me about yourself. Huh? I mean, if you can get your mind out of the gutter long enough, dog boy. <laughs> well, I'm a puppeteer. I've been... Check. I love that she's kind of here for it. She's okay with kind of embarrassing him a little bit, but where she draws the line (laughs) 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 and ends the date promptly is finding out that he is a puppeteer. Don't spoil it. I didn't mean to spoil it. (laughs) That's, that's, that's in this minute. That's okay. (laughs) I mean, is that spoiling it? Really, <laughs> I think I would also end the date there. And be yeah, like, I'm good. I gotta go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> T- tell me more, Katie. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and say that my partner is an engineer. So, I mean, that's kind of like a puppeteer, but like for like airplanes. Though. Okay. <laughs> a puppeteer for airplanes. What? I'm just imagining what you imagine he does for a living, and there's like all of these. Like Boeing 747s on strings, and he's tugging them and pulling them around makes, the place. Yeah. Uh, what are they called? Bearings? Bearings, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, plus, I just misgendered your partner. Sorry That's about fine. that. Made a, made a 
ridiculous assumption. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. Well, actually, it brings me to the specter of homophobia that haunts mm-hmm. this minute. Yes. Um, the F-bomb is dropped here. Multiple times. I, yeah. Multiple times. So, uh, like, a- aggressively and casually at the same time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I yeah, I, it 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 creeps me out, and it I I enjoy the scene less. Uh, I don't know about you. How 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 did you guys get on with it? Honestly, I think I've become so desensitized to the word at mm-hmm. this point that it it didn't really like have that visceral effect. I mean, even as much as Lester talking about sex, like I was more creeped out by that <laughs> than I was by her dropping the f bomb. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I would just. Uh, it was just like, mm. I don't know. I don't know if it's the writing was trying to be edgy and that was just the language that was I used think that's, in the 90s. I think that's exactly what I was going to say. You know? Like, that's how you, that's how to be edgy back then. Right, yeah. I just don't think that has aged well. And yeah. for me, No, but she ends up being homosexual and yes. I think it's coming from a repressed psyche place of her being mm-hmm. like, I can't identify this in myself, so I'm going to see if that's your weak point, if that's where you're going to crumble, because if Craig were to flip that back on her and be like, no, are you a lesbian? She'd probably be like, uh, well, I don't need to tell you the answer. Like, she wouldn't. Yeah. That would be too powerful. But is she really a lesbian? Because Lottie identifies as a man. It's true. Or does Lottie still identify as a man by the end? Yeah, that's that's the real so that's, question. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. It's it's um. That's why looking through this with a with a modern lens with with our just how much more uh, we have dialed in our understandings of the distinctions between orientation versus gender expression mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um where where the fluidity is and where the boundaries are and all of that this in a way works better with this kind of tool set that we now have yeah yeah that i certainly didn't have as a 20 year old watching this movie for the first time and that i don't think you know certainly my sector of society didn't have at the time you know yeah because watching like katie said earlier she watched this for the first time for the podcast and i too just watched it for the first time and with the lens of 2021 right (laughs) that we watch rupaul's drag race regularly that pose is a show that exists on primetime television yeah like it's something that's way more prevalent in casual conversation well and not only that that but both of us belonging to like the lgbtq plus uh community ai yeah yeah all all of all of the letters uh the alphabet mafia um, <laughs> I think that that also helped put it into perspective for us where it's like we got a little bit different of a story than I think yes. they intended to tell at the time. Yes. Or they did intend it, but the audiences weren't ready to interpret yes. it in that way. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like Lottie uh, later in the movie, we technically don't know this yet, but when yeah. Lottie okay. is after her experience in John Malkovich thinking that feeling self-assured and ma- and in tune with her masculinity might yeah. mean that she's transgender is yeah. such an interesting 
topic to bring up. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's never touched on again. And then it becomes, is she, or does she just enjoy lesbian sex? And then she's identifying a different part of her sexuality. Yeah. It it seems to be that her desire to be in the Malkovich vessel, to be, to experience the, the world through a man's body is her gateway to being attracted to Maxine. And that's what Mm -hmm. opens up her. And then she experiences a very similar fixation on Maxine that Craig does. Mm -hmm. And then her kind of gender dysphoria, as we would now characterize it, uh, or or her gender euphoria that she affirms when in Malkovich Mm -hmm. is, is, is pushed to the wayside. But as you said, Katie, it may still be there by the end of the film. And, uh, they may be a, a hetero couple where Lottie is identifying and may or may not transition because yeah. that's, yeah. Well, um, I thought maybe that she just has like a biological desire to have children. Uh-huh. And once that's fulfilled with Maxine, like yeah. that also contributes to her gender euphoria or dysphoria is like she wants to have children but yeah. she doesn't know exactly how she's going to have children. Yeah. And then this relationship ended up just working out perfectly for what she yeah. wanted, what she was hoping for. And maybe that that was all she really wanted Craig for. Mm-hmm. But she was fooling herself that there was more to it. And yes. um, mm-hmm. so that's where she was like, I'm going to stick with this guy, get a baby out of him. And uh, we'll see where it goes after that. This guy who's so disinterested in literally everything that I do. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Boy. It's <laughs> it's again as I say again because I was we were talking about this last week. They're really kind of playing to type Craig and Lottie in terms of gender roles mm-hmm. it, because it's very common for the man in a relationship to have no interest in what the woman is doing and for the woman to have to actively take an interest and and we don't see much of that on screen but as was pointed out last week she did the the recording for Abelard and Heloise that's Lottie's voice on that recording for the street theater so like that's her actively taking an interest in and and participating in his art mm-hmm. and uh so she's much more into his puppetry than he is into her animals. Yeah, which um, is so sad yeah. because yeah. Well, we haven't gotten into their apartment yet, but um, like a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. In this minute, right yeah. at the end of this minute. In this in this minute, there's going to be a little. Yeah, yeah. But we're technically still at the bar. <laughs> we're not that strict here at Malkovich Malkovich minute minute. Um, I will maybe try and pin it back to the point, but if you want to go off book and and talk about something that happens later or earlier or in another film. That's fine. <laughs> we just talk about a completely different movie for an entire episode. <laughs> so you see Margot. <laughs> I just really loved her fur coat. And, um... <laughs> but so like, I was thinking about Lottie with her animals and yeah. he's not taking any kind of... He's abusive to those animals. He screams at them. He doesn't care at all about them. Like they're her project that he wishes she had a studio for that she could like yeah. close away. Yeah. I don't think he screams at the animals. When the neighbors are screaming, shut up, 
Craig screams shut up back at the neighbor. I don't okay, think he's screaming okay. at the... Yeah, I mean, if he's abusive to the animals, it's the abuse of neglect, I think. There we go. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. just... Yeah. There was, yeah. like, something in the relationship with the animals that I was like, I don't... Bleh. I just hated Craig, I think, for the whole <laughs> film. I just hated him. Um, so I was, like, trying to pin every single terrible thing on him. <laughs> I hate this guy because he's bad for all of these reasons. I was interested in what you're saying, Katie, about being desensitized to that word because I think I've been resensitized mm -hmm. to that word. Mm -hmm. I think being in the gay community, we hear a lot of um, gay white men call each other the F word a lot. Oh, so it's, I see. it's kind yeah, of like yeah. the taking back the word thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Whereas yeah, like yeah. it's almost taken on a new meaning in my mind at least because the gotcha. way I hear it is mostly from someone who is gay to someone who else who is also, gay. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. for I me use it colloquially I don't think either of us would no. use it colloquially or Yeah. And in this scene I think it serves a purpose for Maxine to be using the mm -hmm. language. Yes. And yeah. it's not like some bro is throughout the film dropping F bombs casually. Yeah, yeah. Making it like a joke word. Because yeah, yeah. this like psychology that they get into later i'm not mm -hmm. it's not that i'm not offended by its usage i understand why why it was used it's there yeah 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 yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah and in the first draft of the screenplay craig has to more directly defend against the accusation that he is gay and he actually directly says i'm not a homosexual but he uses the kind of technical term and he's being more respectful and stuff so he's like he's that's a line he won't cross and i find mm -hmm. that interesting mm -hmm. but he's also saying oh uh he's also not saying oh what the fuck i'm now way less attracted to you because you just showed me that you're a homophobe which like the number of times that if i was into maxine i would have been turned off by now yeah. Like, you know, the very first time, if I'm Craig and I say in the break room, hi, I'm Craig, I'm just starting out here. Where are you just starting out? And she just literally just sighs and goes back to her magazine. I'm like, I might think, okay, that was a pretty weak chat up line on my part. But you literally just, instead of answering me or saying, hey, nice try, pal, not interested. You literally just sighed and looked down and I'd be like, fucking rude. <laughs> And and I don't fancy rude people. That's See, fair. Okay, what I think this says about Haley is that do you remember that fad maybe ten years ago, the pickup artist thing where like guys yeah, were yeah. negging girls? Negging. Yeah. I think Haley would be susceptible to negging. <laughs> if she's that into uh Maxine. Are you saying that mm -hmm. I'm more of a sub than a dom? Absolutely. Possibly. But <laughs> Uh, I think that she, no, I don't know where to even segue from that. <laughs> <laughs> Maxine is just like, I don't know. She's pushing the boundaries. She's seeing how far she can go with him because she's going to exploit him later. Oh, so like guys who did negging for like pickup artist stuff. They're pushing the boundaries and seeing how far they can take it. Well, yeah, she's they're subverting the gender roles in this in this yeah. conversation. She's totally giving him the treatment of 
of yes yes <laughs> of a makeup artist. artist it's always fun to subvert and flip the gender roles mm-hmm. and i think it makes us find these people compelling even mm-hmm. when they're being rotten you know because mm-hmm. like god damn she is fun to watch you know what i mean you hang on every word and you're not you're never bored when she's on screen no and he has it all with lottie it's easy with lottie he doesn't establish he can go home and do whatever he wants and he knows that she won't well he thinks that she will never leave him and Mm -hmm. so maybe he's looking to be abused a little bit and he's like wow i really want this woman to literally walk all over me. If that's if that's how she'll touch me, preferably sure. in stilettos. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> we are getting insights into the mind of Haley. <laughs> Being Haley Mervini. <laughs> so are we in my head? Sounds like it. See? Or are we in the listener's head? What is reality? I think we're in your head. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, there, there's no elegant segue from uh, from <laughs> where we are to from being anywhere stepped on with we want to be. No. Yeah, yeah. Would you um, say check, please? I I would say yeah. I would say <laughs> we could share recipes if you want, Darlene. Uh, which I just, which despite the homophobic complaints, I just I do think that is a very funny line. I do too. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have a friend named Darlene, um, so that was... Definitely- it makes oh, it even funnier. <laughs> extra layers, extra layers. So in the script, they're in the stuck pig. Maxine orders the usual from the bar, so it's very mm-hmm. much the intention that this is her regular spot, in uh, at least in the first draft. The drinks arrive. Maxine's is in an enormous fishbowl of a glass. It's bright blue with fruit and marshmallows swimming in it. Paper umbrellas stick out of it and a plastic monkey hangs from the rim. Craig says, that's the usual? (laughs) Maxine says, don't let the girly shit fool you. It'll blow your shorts off. (laughs) And Maxine downs it like a shot of whiskey. She pushes the empty glass to the bartender. Set me up again, Barry. I love it. I love how ridiculous it is. It's absurd. Mm -hmm. If she has 18 little paper umbrellas and a plastic monkey hanging off the side, (laughs) that's ridiculous. And it's also tying into the fact that Lottie has a chimp. Yeah, interesting. Drawing parallels between the two of them. Um, But don't let the girl shit fool you. Yeah, it's it's a good line. But again, I kind of, I got to come down on the side of I think we're better off without it. Same. Because I think they were doing, in in the first draft, Kaufman was doing much more quirky stuff with Maxine and almost Manic Pixie Dream Girl kind of okay. vibes from her. So they went much more for the Ice Queen stuff in the or final Or Dominatrix. Film. Dominatrix even. Okay. Yes. That'd be the other end of that spectrum. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> hey. So at the end of this minute, we get this lovely shot that I always forget is in the movie of Tom Tom the iguana with the uh, the wound dressing, um, which is just just a lovely detail mm-hmm. that I kind of don't think I really noticed much over the years. Um, 
but it just uh yeah it just sets the scene really nicely and then we find out about tom tom's puncture wound being infected in the next minute but um what do we think of uh lottie's top uh this this uh sweater she's wearing do you can you remember it okay if, we gotta pull up for a minute hold yeah, on yeah. is it a lamb it is a lamb and it has like fleece on yeah yeah i love her i love it it makes me think of like um playing on the trope like a wolf in sheep's clothing wolf in sheep's clothing yeah. or a lamb to the slaughter yeah lamb being led um, to the slaughter and she's also <laughs> just like so childlike yeah she mm-hmm. really has a transformation after she goes into the portal so it's like they're establishing that she's immature a little yeah young Maybe that's why Craig has kept her around for so long, is that she's younger than he yeah. is. And and kind of, um, is it also that she's kind of sexless? Because we, we are taking Cameron <laughs> Diaz and turning down the sex appeal for this character. And that she's wearing these, uh, like, yeah, it is. It's, it's childish and it's just kind of so cozy it made me think of a saturday night live sketch with kate mckinnon and oh. the kind of the cat lady yeah. thing you yeah know. <laughs> and they're i well i mean they're actually highly sexed but their 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 look is very kind of toned down sexuality and then i guess that's the gag is that they're uh they're really crazy horny but uh yeah just <laughs> it just has that kate mckinnon cat lady energy about it <laughs> Yeah, she. It also kind of looks like pajamas, like yeah. She's real comfy. Right about to go real to bed. Easy. Yeah. Taking care yeah. of all the animals, or just got done taking care of all the animals, getting ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's the vibe. Um. So, I think that about wraps it up for uh, for this week. You're gonna find yourselves thrown out once again. Oh no! And I hope you can make the journey and schlep all the way back into this portal because I need you here tomorrow. Check. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> 